and welcome to How to Survive Your Life. I'm Molly Merwin, and I'm joined, as always, by Daisy Earl and Kaylee Cassidy. This podcast takes inspiration from the news, discusses it, debates it, and gives you top tips on how to survive everything. Hello, and welcome. Welcome back, or welcome to How to Survive Your Life. If this is your first time, maybe go back to another episode because we're doing a very special how to survive your life, and it's literally how to survive your life. Today, all three of us are going to give you top tips on how to survive life in general. I should also mention that this is our season finale, series finale, series one. I'm an American, so I always tend to say season one. So I'm going to be a duolingo here and say both for our American friends, it's season one finale. And for our UK friends, it's our series one finale. That's why we thought it'd be fun to just do a general how to survive your life. We'll chat, we'll talk, no, no arguments, but maybe there will be. I don't know. I don't know. We're just making this up on the spot. So we'll see. But first, let's start off like we always do with my ladies. Ladies, how are you? Kaylee, how are you? How are you surviving? How was your week? Yeah, I'm good. I've got a bit of a poorly tummy. Listen. Oh, <laughs> I found it on a wall and it's unlimited <laughs> fun. And describe for the listeners what you're holding. <laughs> So basically I went to my, I did a comedy night on Saturday night in my friend's garden and on the way there, me and my flatmate, we just found all these things on a wall. And one of the things was a megaphone. I thought it was a megaphone that you speak through. So I was trying to speak through it and then it just started making fart noises. And I was like, (laughs) this is going to be hilarious. So when we knocked on his door, he opened the door and then Nicola went in and then I was behind and I was like, oh, sorry, ow. And he looked at me disgusted and went, are you okay? And I was like, and then I showed him it and he was like, oh my God, that's hilarious. So everyone coming did that. And I know I sound like I'm five, I'm 32 and fart noises still make me laugh. Hey, whatever brings you joy. No, I just, I find it so endearing that that's what does it for Kaylee. Because when I met Kaylee, this is a true story genuinely when we we met an improv class in london i thought you were so sophisticated really i was like yeah because i'm not an actress and i was like kaylee she's an actress and she does all this stuff with science and she just came off as so cool (laughs) and you know it's a bit intimidating if you meet someone and you think they're a bit too cool to be your friend oh my god kaylee as i have got to know you you are not too cool to be my mate It's been a real equalizer getting to know you oh, further. This is my fear <laughs> that when people get to know me, they won't like me anymore. Oh, really? No, I, I like, like you more. That's my point. I, you've, okay. yeah, not that I didn't like you before, but I both I wanted to be both your friends. Yeah, same. And now I'm glad I'm your friend. So, yeah, me too. This was my favorite thing to come out of improv. Wow, we got deep, real. Quick. My favorite, th- my favorite thing was that you call me sophisticated. Like honestly, yes. like. I I am shocked. I was wearing a green polar neck with bleach all over it, high no, jeans but- and massive trainers Honestly. that were broken. And two little space buns. I don't know if that looks sophisticated. I know, but it it wasn't that. And I do have the photo to prove that that was the exact (laughs) outfit you wore. But no, it wasn't obviously your dress sense. That was just horrible. It was your... um... I remember specifically, I I complimented Kaylee's shoes. I was like, oh, I love those shoes. She's like, I got them out of a bin. I got them out of a bin. (laughs) That is so true. That's a recurring thing, Kaylee. Sophisticated lady. Gets her shoes out the bin. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's it's a pandemic, Kaylee, and you're picking things up off a wall. <laughs> what have I told you? No I more wall it. things or I bin things. Okay. She's responsible, Daisy. <laughs> Come on. Daisy, how are you? How was your week? How are you surviving? I'm good. I did uh, two outdoor gigs this Very week, but they were actually cool because they like had they were covered so they were outdoor but it was almost like an open-ended teepee and yeah I kind of hope next year that there are more outdoor events like even when this is over that they just keep that as a summer thing because it is quite Mm -hmm. cool yeah I don't I think 
I think it will, you know, we're in a new normal and it's, you know, even like, and so I haven't been to Soho, but I've seen pictures and well, even in my neighborhood, you know, restaurants are starting to put more tables Mm. on the streets and so forth and so on. And I hope that continues. It's, it's really nice. We, I think we're such a hardened nation though, in that I remember like people putting outdoor furniture at any time in Britain. I used to think that was so ambitious, like (laughs) a cafe. Honestly, I remember walking through Cardiff once and seeing outdoor tables and I thought, God, that is so brave. Like (laughs) what's the point? But actually I think we're quite good at just accepting, you know, metaphorically and physically a bit of rain like yeah you know oh what was I gonna say oh before smoking came in as a ban like and everyone smoked indoors like Mm -hmm. basically no one had any reason to be outside and then obviously the ban came in and English people started going outside but when I lived in Barcelona it was incredible like life is outside you're barely in your house and maybe that's because of the weather but I live in Broccoli and there's an amazing platter that's only come out now because of COVID-19 they've put all the restaurants have got their tables outside and it's become a real vibrant sort of community where everyone just goes there and if you can't get a table you just sit on the curb and just have a beer or something and it and it's really nice I I really like it It, it's just real bars everyone talking it's really nice and tables are like socially distanced as well yeah and it reminds me it reminds me of Barcelona that little area so I often yeah towards it yeah I like it too I've I've loved the few times I've gone to a pub like I went to a pub in Shoreditch and grabbing a beer and just having it at the canal yeah it's so nice just hanging out yeah you know being outside I love being outside I know I do too we have works going on right now in our garden but normally I'm just in a garden all the time and with this works it makes me even more grateful with it because I don't have it anyway okay ladies so today we're doing it a little different if you're a regular listener you know each week we have three rounds where Daisy and Kaylee present top tips and then I decide who gives the top tip I give points for top tips I give points for rebuttals I just give points for whatever but today uh uh-uh that ain't happening all three of us are giving top tips on how to survive life in general Who knows what's going to happen because we don't. We've just willy nilly in this thing. Just so we can get started. Daisy, do you want to go first? You technically won last episode. So do you want to go first with your top tip for surviving life? Surviving life in general. Yeah, okay. I can do that. My top tip for surviving life in general is to be kind and doubly kind. And I'll tell you why. And the thing is, I know that there is no rebuttal this week. So I'm genuinely not trying to mess with Kaylee by giving her a hippy dippy tip tip that she can't, oh, I can't say that hippy dippy tip that she can't rebuttal. But it was actually, it was something that my granny England used to say. So my granny England was like the nicest woman. I mean, she did like a drink and I think (laughs) someone who drinks a lot can also, you know, it gives them a nice sort of easy edge them but she told me that and I never like fully understood because I remember her saying to me if you're kind and doubly kind so someone's not nice to you you're like doubly nice Mm. back you'll always be free and I never got it as a kid because I it just didn't really make sense to me and I think I'm someone naturally would like like a little bit of a temper if I'm honest Mm -hmm. not a real temper but if someone pushes me to it but I think anger is really heavy and like hate is quite heavy so actually I can see now that basically being doubly kind someone even if they're an asshole it's actually I mean it's almost passive aggressive at times you know what I mean you can be do you know what I mean it's just a way of not being moved by someone and actually that's the only way you almost maintain control because you literally can't control what someone else does so if they're going to be awful or you can if you're nice back and also I think people find it infuriating so really this is it sounds really altruistic but it's not it's just a way Now I've said out loud, I've realized I've made what was a really lovely sentiment from a really sweet old lady into the most passive aggressive, you know, strategy for social interaction. But that's it. If people aren't nice to you, be doubly nice back. I mean, that won't work if you're being mugged or like, you know, Syria. There's places that (laughs) is limited. But in normal day-to-day interactions, I I think be... 
nice as nice as you can and be more nice if someone isn't nice i agree with that i agree with that so much that it's actually one of my top tips no so funny mine's basically that but a little bit more uh, oh, a little bit, bit more, more but it's a little starting to get I don't want to say, I, hey, hey judgy judges hey, back Kaylee. what a spectacular return to form <laughs> imagine if all episode molly was like well i'm not giving points but if i were that's the one of mine yeah <laughs> but no i should say it's more it's just a, a slightly different twist but very okay. much in the same vein. Also, yeah, if I've noticed, like, if I get if I get mad at someone, or like if I get mad at Alex and he's just like really nice or really calm, it actually makes me more mad. And I'm just like, no, you know. But if somebody, but when you're like nice to somebody and they've been just horrible to you, it just infuriates them. And then you, I think you said something really nice. You said um, anger is weighty. Is it weighty? Yeah. yeah, it is. Ooh, I've had a lot of anger in my life when I was younger. And then once you just kind of let that go, oh, it's so much better. But I, I've, I actually, I'm going to challenge it a little bit or just pick up some points for conversation because it's something I definitely would have thought about. (laughs) But actually recently I'm thinking about the necessity of anger as an emotion and Mm -hmm. how it helps you process things. So for example, what you just said, Molly, you had a lot of anger and you managed to let it go. But like you had the anger yeah. and you wouldn't be who you yeah. are now if it yeah. wasn't for those those yeah. reactions. But also I liked what you said, Daisy. I think it brings up you can, can you sort of can't choose what happens to you, but you can choose how you react. And yeah. I think mm. anger, like anger in a way, shouting, punching, fighting, that sort of anger is yeah, not healthy. But to feel anger in yourself and recognize it and be like, that's made me angry. Why is that made me angry? Mm. And possibly, yeah, I can see what you mean about it seeming passive aggressive, but also you might not feel satisfied. Like if someone's been really horrible mm-hmm. to you, it's happened to me in the last week, actually. And my flatmate was like, just ignore it, just ignore it. And I was like, do you know what? No, I'm not going to ignore it because it's not, it shouldn't keep on going on. So I'm just yeah. going to call mm. it out. And I, and I felt so much better and I was angry at it. But actually, Mm -hmm. I didn't come, I didn't, I wasn't like aware of kindness when I was sending the message because I think sometimes you can put another person's needs in front of your own. So you're trying to make the message sound something it's not because you don't want to upset them. But all you need to do is be like, hey, like, that's not cool. Don't do that again. And it's not angry. It's not. But you've recognized that anger is a necessary part of processing what's going on. And yeah, of the way you build your relationships. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, it makes yeah. total no, sense. No, in perfect sense. I think that's I, I think that's actually really true. And I like that because that's sort of like setting a barrier, like that's an action and an outcome, going like, I don't like this, can you stop? Mm. I think I meant more that so when I used to get angry at people, yeah. you know how people always say like oh, I wish I had said that. Like, that would have been yeah. the perfect thing to yeah. say. Yeah, I do that all the time. I'm the person that when I get angry, I literally can feel yeah. myself thinking faster. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get adrenaline, I actually, I think, am more kind of apt when I'm angry because I'm I'm thinking quickly. And sometimes I can say something to someone, not often, but certainly in the past, that could be quite cutting. Ooh, yeah, I definitely do that. And then actually, yeah, mm-hmm. but then actually later, I don't think, oh, well, I nailed that yeah. argument I just feel incredibly guilty so it's more that kind of like use I know, what, I know yeah. what you mean so that probably links into yeah. not reacting when you're emotional about something giving it some space and yeah yeah definitely have done that yeah no I agree with what you're saying I, th- I agree with what you're both saying is I think I think it's important to process your emotions however mm-hmm. you need to do that as long as it's in a healthy way you know what I mean by that is you're not self-harming or anything mm. like that or harming others. Mm. But I, mm. I think you're right, Kaylee. It's important to acknowledge if someone has hurt you or disrespected you, like it's okay. It is okay to be angry. Anger is an emotion. And to be like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's no, it's not. You fine. become a pressure cooker and you explode. You can, oh mm. my, and then you explode. Mm. Yeah. So I, I, and I think that's definitely something I have a, a problem with and I've gotten better because I'm like, everything's fine. It's not everything. Is- <laughs> fine you know and, uh, and then it's just uh, uh the manic singing as well it's really terrifying. You know. <laughs> yeah. I feel sorry for my husband um but yeah no I agree with that Kayla I agree with you both I think process your emotion even if that motion is anger and that's okay to be angry and be kind to others when you can when appropriate yeah kindness is a virtue how about that is that good yeah that's a good 
Good summary, Molly. Cool. Kaylee, what's your first top tip for surviving life? So this is how I survive my life and it could be how you survive yours if you want. Mm. So get to know who you are, what you mm. like and what you don't like. There was a time when I, and I don't know when this happened, but I put being cool before being me. Mm. It possibly had something to do with the arrival of skinny jeans and fringes, <laughs> <laughs> block party and we are scientists. But ever since then, I've subconsciously made decisions based on how I think it will make others feel. And I didn't even know I was doing it until I had therapy. So part of this is like, if you're having a tricky time, I really recommend therapy. Um, there are affordable mm. options and it just creates a little bit of space inside you. Therapy is difficult, but however challenging it is, it's yeah the best way to get back to who you are and get in touch with what you think and what your needs are. I've been watching a reality TV show on Netflix at the moment and it's called Love on the Spectrum. Have any of you seen it? No, but I want to. I've seen the... No, I wanted to watch it. Honestly, watch it. Yeah. I think it's the best reality TV show out. It doesn't make autism a thing that's laughed at um, or Mm. anything like that. And I, because I do think the undateables is a problematic reality TV show. Yeah. But Love on the Spectrum is warm wonderful uh they've, they've done a really good job of making it and it's so it's so good they ca- everyone on it is just really 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 sweet so before we meet each character on this show and um, we're introduced to two things that they like and two things that they don't like and I really really like this because we're really specific so one person called Evie doesn't like people singing happy birthday but she does like the sound of bird beaks crunching together. So watching it, I really like started to like relate to that and be like, Why yeah. I don't even know what mine are. And I thought, whoa. Mm. So I start, so I've spent like the whole week thinking about it. And then I was eating some crisps the other day with my flatmate. And I just said to her like, oh, I love the ones that are folded over. And then I was like, that's my thing. So I love the crisps. That, you know, the ones that are folded yeah. over. That's my thing. I like them. It's like two for one. And then I... Because like, I accessed that, I was like, oh, I also really like the sound of rain falling on a tent. So that would be my other oh. thing. And the things that I don't like, I don't like it when men leave the toilet seat up. I really hate mm. that. And I also don't like, and here we are at the end of series one. It's no coincidence that you're only finding this out now because everyone else who knows this about me abuses it and brings it up <gasps> all opportunities. But I really don't like Mick Hucknell. <laughs> And I'm I'm saying it now because, yeah, people have been armed with this information and they've really wounded me by buying <laughs> birthday presents with his face on it, <laughs> albums, posters, everything. Like I've I've got I've gone there with all of the Mick Hucknell merchandise, this simply red face on it. And I'm I'm just not a fan. They sing songs in my ear, like when they give me a hug. Why, what do you hate so much about Mick Cugnall? Oh, I dislike him and it's basically a phobia. And it all began when I heard a story that Martin McCutcheon, who sings, this is my perfect moment. It wasn't her perfect moment with him because so he did something, made her sick. She puked in his dreadlocks and he had to get the dreadlocks cut out. Oh, I think you told How me. did he make her sick? I don't know. Yeah. Probably just by being him. <laughs> brutal so yeah so and also why has he got dreadlocks but anyway that's a different story but he's calling martin mccutcheon a liar and saying it doesn't happen but then he goes on to say that in the mid 80s he slept with over three thousand women ew by my calculations the mid 80s is three and a quarter ish years because it's not the start of the yeah it's not the end which i've worked out is 1186 days and a quarter meaning for this to be true, every day in that period, he slept with two to three women, different women. Ew. Now I've got dyscalculia, so maybe I'm working it out wrong. <laughs> but rant aside, that's a lot of sex. And he wasn't even sponsoring Jurex. So <laughs> Hucknall is not my, I'm, I'm not a fan of him. And it's cut. Yeah, that's just the thing. So then my, I feel like we've known this before. Okay. You've told us I this probably before. probably mentioned it in the improv class, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. yeah you, I, you brought it up world. before. I Because I remember the dreadlock thing. And I don't remember which episode it oh, was, I but you brought it up. it on this episode. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that aside, what are your two things, ladies? What two things do you like and what two things don't you like? That's a great question. Is this out of anything in the world? Yeah, it's like anything. Okay. I like... I love a lot of things. Yeah. Well, it's not just that I only like folded crisps and rain falling yeah. on the end. I know also like other things. 
Well, something you said that made me think I love the smell of right when, on a hot day right after it rains. Yeah, that's a good smell. I love that smell. It's like the smell on concrete because it just reminds me of home. In Georgia, it's hot. It's so hot all the time. But then when the rain comes, it cools it down. It's just something about that smell mm. that reminds me of home. I love that smell. Yeah, that's really nice. I hate, it sounds like cliche, but I, I just hate rude people for no reason. I hate just mean people, but that's not a very good one. No, it's not because it needs to be really specific. It does. But anyway, you can maybe mull it over. Think about it. I'm going to mull it over. They come, they come to you when you least expect it, yeah. like crisp one. But it's really, I really recommend getting getting two things that you really like and two things that you don't like. That's very specific because you get to like. I have something yourself. else I like. I love, <laughs> I love the feel of Luna's fur. It's so soft and just, it's no. so comforting. It's just my favorite, my favorite mm. textures in the world. Luna's our friend who's a bit hairy, just for <laughs> listeners who she's don't, got lovely legs. Don't know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> lovely legs. Big huge mane great hair what about you Daisy okay so two things I like I love having a nice conversation with a stranger mm. like you know if you're on a train yeah. and you just connect with someone for that minute yeah, like if fun. something funny happens or and you just have a really nice chat with someone you don't know and then you never see them again I just think it's a really nice moment mm-hmm. in life I don't like performative giving so oh. what I mean by that is like you yes. know YouTubers are the worst for this and TikTok have become pretty bad as well where they give money to something which I think is fantastic and I understand that some companies and so on need and even celebrities when they give they make it public so they raise awareness and I understand that and that's fine but I don't like there's a real specific breed of it where they give it so like they'll directly give money to like say a homeless person or a sandwich but they'll film it and I'm like, yeah. well, you don't need to film them. Oh. Like, that's like, what about their dignity? And so, like, don't film them. And it's the same. There's this awful TikTok couple called Ethan and something, Susan, I think, in America. And they're weirdly famous on TikTok, even though I think they're just the most basic bitches. They really aren't that fun people. I don't get it. But they do this thing called Bless a Server, where they go into a restaurant and then they'll give like a $500 tip. And then this one, you know, woman, they gave her $500 and she shared it with the rest of the restaurant staff. And someone commented, yes, but someone commented like, oh, so she clearly didn't even really need it, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I just thought, exactly. Because I thought, why does she have to go like, oh, thank you, governor. So calm. I often so late now because (laughs) I just, I hate people that give and it's like a, it's really just about them. Because they want them to make them it's an inferior thing because we're we're yeah got the power and you yeah. need to say thank you a million times totally. and you yeah. owe us something exactly Bullshit. yeah that's exactly it yeah yeah so I don't like performative giving but I do like this is something I like is giving to homeless people because I just I've never understood people that don't like giving to homeless people because I just think it's like a couple of quid and when people do you know what I hate so this is like a love and hate in the same thing love putting a couple of quid in someone's you know hat in that as far as I don't love that they're there but I love that you can do a tiny thing to make someone's day better mm-hmm. I hate when people have this mad conspiracy theory where they go, do you know, none of them are even really homeless. No, they've got a big ass yes. somewhere. They just come and sit. Because I'm like, no, they don't, though. Because why I, especially in winter, I feel like if you need money enough to sit on a cold, wet floor, have it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you, whatever situation you're in that that you have to beg for money, literally it's yours like I hate when people are like no I want to see their house made out of cardboard I want to see them freezing and then I'll give them money do you mean it's such a weird standard yeah so yeah that's a weird conspiracy theory it just says that people just want to believe in conspiracy theories or it's that kind of self-serving bar yeah Mm -hmm. I always if there's a homeless person outside of a shop I haven't got any change which I never do so I just say what do you want from there the annoying thing is though a woman asked me for a bounty and a lucasaid so I went in and I got like the lucasaid there was only a massive one 
which I didn't even know you could have massive Lucas aids. And then the bounty, there was God, only up all night. Yeah, the, the the bounty was three in one. And I was like, it's really, <laughs> really hot outside. Bless her. She'll have to gobble that in quickly. Mm-hmm. But why why don't they just do a normal bounty size? Like, why is it three now? <laughs> You gotta commit. Gotta to commit to. I bounties. said to her, "I'm so sorry. Like I've got you three. And she was like, do you want to give me three of them for? She was Scottish, and I was like, "Oh, um, they didn't have two. She was like, "That's crazy." <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. Maybe you should go to a friend. Maybe yeah, she'll be like, that's really I, I, I wonder if this theory, it, oh, I cannot remember the film, but there was like this 90s film that had, it was a comedy and it had a guy, you know, begging on, it was an American film in the 90s, but, and I cannot remember, but he's begging, you know, begging on the street. And then there's a shot of him, you know, taking off his quote unquote beggar clothes putting on his suit and then getting in like a Mercedes. Oh, I sort of remember this. Yeah, I wish I could remember the thing. Is it a Shakespeare play? Because that's normally what the characters do in Shakespeare. (laughs) No, (laughs) but maybe, maybe they got it from Shakespeare. Like all stories. The king dresses up. I don't know. Anyway. Awesome. Thanks, Kaylee. You're welcome. That's a great top tip for surviving life. I will now go with my first top tip. So I kind of did this as kind of surviving life right now. Because we're in a very unique yeah, time cool. in history. And so much like Daisy's, mine is be kind to yourself. Uh, because you can't be kind until you start with yourself. It is a crazy, crazy time. And we've talked about this a number of times this season about, you know, I talked about how, and I know Kaylee as well, we all have about when all this started, oh, we have all this time, we should be writing, we should be creating, we should be doing things. And then you feel this pressure to do stuff. And it's like, oh, well, why haven't I accomplished X, Y, Z? And it's like, mate, calm down. It's okay. It's okay if you need to cry. It's okay if you haven't done anything. Just surviving right now and being healthy is enough. And so being kind to yourself. It, I think, is the best way to kind of survive life and kind of forgive yourself now. And then also, you know, I can I can say I, I have a tendency to be very hard on myself. Like I'm very, I'm probably my loudest critic. I think nothing I do is good enough, especially when it comes to my career. I think, oh, well, I should have done that sooner. I should have done this. I should have done that. Well, shoulda, coulda, woulda. You only know what you know and you do the best that you can at a time. So kind of being kind to yourself and forgiving yourself. I did some research. Ah, what? I know. (laughs) And so basically they've done studies and this is from the psychologist. And apparently kindness reduces anxiety. Nice guys and gals and non-binary pals finish first. Across three experiments in a social dilemma game where participants could either benefit themselves or their group, the most altruistic members gained the highest status in their group. The authors reported, quote, our findings, oh God, unequivocal, un, unequivocally, guys, I can't say that word. Anyway, unequivocal. Thank you. Uh, our findings unequivocally, it's just a, because it's unequivocal, Lee. Anyway, yeah, show thank you, show that altruistic group members received more status, they were more respected, held in higher esteem, and were more likely to be chosen as group leaders. And you can't be nice to others and kind to others until you start with yourself. Empathy Mm -hmm. and kindness reduces the common cold. Patients in a random trial, patients who rated their clinicians as showing greater empathy had reduced common cold severity and duration and increases immune response levels. Hello, we're in a pandemic. You need your immune system. Be kind. Mm. Giving time gives you more time. Participants in a study spent their time writing and mailing a letter to a gravely ill child. Later that day, they perceived they had more time to themselves than others and spend spending on others is good for your heart i don't know if that's really kind well i guess it is anyway participants with high blood pressure were randomly assigned to spend payments on themselves or on other people those who spent money on others exhibited decreased blood pressure over the course of the study the magnitude of the effect was comparable to god damn it's a big word so i'm just going to skip it 
and say comparable <laughs> to medication, uh, not medication, yeah, medication or exercise. What is this word? Watching Molly oh. Reed is my new favorite part of this show. <laughs> it's the pure panic. I mean, you're a trained professional I actress, know. Molly. I How mean... do you cope with auditions? <laughs> I know, and I'm really good at signing it, but this, this is a scientific <laughs> research, guys. There's scientific <laughs> words in here. Sorry, okay. Anti anti hypertensive mm-hmm. medication. That's the word. Anyway. That's why I didn't become a scientist because I'm dyslexic and I wouldn't have been able to say any of the words. I know. It's <laughs> so know? hard. Anyway, I'm just seeing if there's anything else. I think that's it. I think I think that's all I'm gonna say is be kind to yourself right now and be kind to others, as Daisy said. But in order to be kind to others, you have to start with yourself. And that means forgiving yourself. That means giving yourself a break. That means crying if you need to cry, eat ice cream if you need to eat ice cream, drink that wine, don't drink that wine if that's better for you, and just be good to yourself because we're in a fucking pandemic. This hasn't happened in over a century. So who knows what we're all supposed to do because we're all trying to figure it out. Mm. That's it. That's my first top tip. I love that. That's a really nice tip. I also love your panic on words that because also I get it though because there's some words that yeah. I for years had only ever read and never really said yeah. out loud so for years I used to think the word banal was banal and then I said it to someone I was like oh it's just really banal and they're like what are you talking about and I think this banal yeah they're like do you mean banal I was like oh god I had never put together those two words were the same word I don't know what how I thought banal was spelt but I was an idiot but yeah so but a really good tip Molly think you know what it used to throw me as a kid characteristics I, I just couldn't yeah. I'm like I can't say it characteristics I just couldn't say it now I can because I tried I worked on it I can't say I didn't Itinerary? Itinerary. So I I say itinerary where I mean itinerary. I said that in front of my mum the other day. I said, it was actually, do you know what? It was before you guys visited. Uh I said, I've done... I, an itinerary for the girls and my mum was like you've done a what I went I've done I, I've done a plan and she went that's not what you said I've done a plan went, what did you say and I went oh itinerary and she went well it's itinerary, itinerary. I love your she impressions went, of your mum <laughs> so, yeah so I do I get I when get. when I was in English class in sixth form we were reading Streetcar Named Desire out loud and uh-huh, I remember nice. getting to the bit where there's the the tamale vendors coming along yeah and I Uh I, this is me in the class with a lot of um people my age all well-read people and I'm going and I'm playing the tamale hot vendor and I'm like read like read hoot read hoot read hoot and the teacher goes read hoot and I was like what what does that mean like why is he shouting out read hoot and they're like it's red hot <laughs> red hot <laughs> <Isn't it> funny <laughs> oh god words are hard english is hard yeah. yeah i'm so glad i feel so fortunate to know english as my first language it's really but hard uh, it's the hard the language to verbs. learn yes English learners to phrasal verbs they just have to learn them because it's like doesn't make sense no Mm. like no turn up the music turn off the lights I don't know get out yeah (laughs) get out (laughs) how do you get out get out (laughs) I love how my top tip has turned into a English language commentary but that is was that passive aggressive were you just being kind (laughs) to me (laughs) (laughs) no okay cool well let's move on okay late oh oh she just almost brought out the blow horn (laughs) we'll go to Daisy Daisy what's your second top tip for surviving life okay so my second top tip is to treat your mental health the way you would your physical health Mm. so at the moment we do have a mental health crisis and I still don't think it's spoke about enough and I don't think that people are open enough about their own mental health like so I've struggled mental health in the past and I think much like physical health it's like well you were ill and then you're better whereas some people who maybe don't understand mental health seem to think that mental health is like a character flaw Mm. do you know what I mean that it's like something lacking in you or that you've you know that you're a bit Mm. weak or you're not 
whatever. And I just don't think of it like that. I think it's chemicals in the brain and it's, it can't be helped in the same way. I don't blame someone for whatever physical illness they have, because that would be mad. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't blame someone for whatever mental illness or condition they might have. And it is a crisis, I think. And we don't take it seriously enough. I think shows like Love Island, there were two suicides, three if you include Caroline Flack following that show. Now, I'm not actually going to talk in detail about the two people that took their lives because they were contestants on the show. There were other factors, I believe, in both cases that there had been, you know, alcohol and drugs involved. But they had been, you know sort of catapulted to fame via that show then they had a lot of kind of online trolling Mm -hmm. and their mental health suffered and they took their own lives but I'm not going into it not because it's I mean it's hugely tragic I just don't feel I can sort of do their stories justice on a what is meant to be a comedy (laughs) podcast it just um I don't think I can handle it with sensitivity I should so I'm just gonna say it happened but my point is I don't understand how that show still airs because I feel like if a physical thing happened on a show to one person, if they went to an island and it turned out the water was poisoned or there was an accident on a game show and it meant someone broke their neck, I feel like the show would just be pulled. They would say, okay, well, there wasn't enough done in terms of health and safety or support to ensure this didn't happen. So the show's not safe. I find it staggering that it can happen to two people and that show still goes on. So the cynical part of my brain really feels, I know that they have apparently made efforts to support contestants more following the show, but I just don't think it's enough. Yeah. So, and you know, statistically the biggest killer of men under 35 is suicide. Yeah. So I, to me, you know, I, I find it a bit mad that mental health just isn't spoke about more. And in terms of treating it like your physical health, What I mean by that is trying to, and I know it's hard, especially when someone's in it, but I think there's lots of things you can do, like getting enough sleep, Mm. eating well, you know, keeping a journal, doing a CBT app. And I'm not saying that you can completely get rid of something, but I think there is ways to manage your condition and that prevention's better than cure. But you have to take it as seriously as if, if you broke your leg and you recovered and you had to have physio if you need to exercise every day or whatever it is that helps you. And also just remembering that sometimes, especially if you do feel like that, your emotions and how you see the world when you're not well isn't necessarily true. So removing the emotion from a situation and trying to take it down to the bare bones, it's not about how you feel, just trying to bring it down to fact and think, okay, if I was a character in a play, and someone said the character feels this way because of X, Y, Z, would you think it was reasonable and what would you advise them to do? But the other side of that would be, I think when someone's not well, I think there's a real misconception that people with mental health issues behave in a particular way. And I find that it's either in films that they're exceptional in some way, you know, that it's become like a weird superpower Mm. or that they're like a victim and very easy to pity. And I think actually neither is really true because actually I know when I'm struggling with my mental health, I'm kind of an asshole. Do you mean if I'm really not well, I am not that pleasant to be around. And I think that's true of a lot of people. So I think if someone's being unpleasant, maybe question how is their mental health? And yeah, I think that's, that's my thing is basically to treat mental health as if it were physical health and try and mitigate where possible the way you would with a physical condition. Oh, I love that, Daisy. Oh, it's so good. It's so good and so important about this conversation. I feel like there's starting to happen around mental health, but it's it's not enough. And it is mm. why don't we, you know, let's if you like let's say you go to you go to work or you go to school or whatever and you're like, "Oh, my my foot's hurting, so I need to get yeah. easy today." But why yeah. why can't we say, "You know what, guys, I'm just I'm feeling depressed today." Like yeah. You know, I need to take it easy today. And also telling yourself, mm-hmm. saying that to yourself too, that, you know, you're, you're sad for whatever reason. Sometimes there is no reason why you're sad. Do you mm. think that that's the right word to use in that context, Molly? I'm feeling depressed today because I feel like it's, I'm feeling low today yeah. and depression's yeah. more of a long-term. Yeah, no, fair. Illness. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think no, depression no. is misused. I hear it a lot. Yeah. It really gets under my 
skin yeah. when you hear people go I'm so depressed about the traffic and you're like you're not depressed about the traffic it's yeah. like a serious thing which has not had a lot of attention mm. yeah. or it's not had a lot of care put towards it until yeah. recently I think it is getting better now but people do who haven't experienced depression do misuse the word yeah, and it, it's a little bit problematic yeah no, I, think, a, I think you make a great point yeah that is a good point but I I do use it the way Molly just said it because I think sometimes in language it's become I know exactly what you mean though it's I use it as a word for like extreme sadness because if I said say someone died and I said I'm just really depressed about that even though I know it's not depression the term of a long-term chemical illness where I can't get out of bed it would still do you know what I'm saying like I suppose it's yeah but I do know what you mean Kaylee because I I feel that when people it really gets on my nerves when people say they're a bit OCD about something if they go oh I'm a bit OCD about the lights being switched off I think no you're you're particular or you're tidy obsessive compulsive disorder is like a debilitating illness that's not what you mean Mm. mean? I think it goes back to your point Daisy is if we had more conversations around mental health and we Mm. talked more about it then people people would understand their words yeah I do really I do really get that though because it would be like if you had a cough and you said oh I'm a bit cancerous (laughs) today you'd be like well no, you're not. You've got to cough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think low is low is a word that I think it's a it's a better word to use yeah, because you know there's there's often days when you just feel weird and you're like oh this is a weird oh I'm feeling low and and having yeah. that word yeah. for it actually yeah. is quite helpful rather than totally. having depression yeah. saying I feel depressed can be a bit confusing because you're like oh am I like oh that's serious like that's like doctor time sort of yeah. stuff rather than yeah. low is yeah, like yeah. a more you can manage that yourself more. Yeah. I also, yeah, yeah it's, um, you know, I wish when people would say that, you know, they died of suicide, they, they would say, you know, they lost their battle of depression. Like we yeah. have those kind of, you know, I, I lost my grandmother to depression. Alex lost his uncle to depression. You know, it's, it's a serious matter and it needs yeah. to be talked about more, you know, and I, and I think more is being done now, but even my grandmother on the other side she like postpartum depression is a thing that happens. And she had a miscarriage at one time and she got depressed and, you know, they didn't say it now, but now, like now I'm looking back on it because this is what I was told. I was like, the woman had postpartum depression and nobody was dealing with it. But I found out that she was institutionalized. Now it wasn't overnight, but they did shock therapy treatment on her because she was depressed. And then when she got home, you know, she was just walking up the steps to go in the house and she tripped as people do. And so my grandfather goes to help her, you know, help his wife, his, oh, I cannot remember who it was. Cause I don't want to put this on anybody in my family, but there's somebody, you know, in, in around them that was like, don't do that. Don't help her. She's never going to get better. You can't do that. If you keep doing that, she's never going to get better. And it's one of those things that I think we can always help people if we want to. Why would we deprive someone of help that needs help? Exactly. But people don't talk, especially that generation. They just didn't talk about it. I mean, look at World War One, you know, these in World War Two, these men were dealing with post-traumatic stress, but there was no word for it, you know, or what, what was the word that they used? It was it was, there was a term. I don't remember what it was. Now we know it's post-traumatic stress, but nobody talked about it. Mm. And, and therefore we lost, we've lost a lot of people to depression yeah. and other things. And to Daisy's point, like people are just sometimes assholes because, <laughs> you know, like I, oh God, or shit shows. Oh man. I remember when I first boy I ever like loved broke up with me and I was devastated, but I didn't want to talk about it. And I think looking back yeah. on it, I think I was, I, I did not want to talk about it because then that meant like I had to deal with other things, you know, and if I had just talked about it and dealt with it, I would have gotten over it a lot sooner and not been so self-destructive. It's about removing the stigma around it. Yeah. Because absolutely. it doesn't make you a weak person. You're not weak at the mind. No. You're born with, you know, your brain the way it is and, you know, whatever trauma you've had in your life adds to that. So yeah, it's, it's definitely people are more talking about it now, which I think is progress can go further. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Thank you, Daisy. That was great. Loved it. Kaylee, what's your second top tip? My second top tip is it's from a book called The Four, for, Four Agreements. 
And it's the first agreement from that book. And the book is written by Don Miguel Ruiz. And I found this book when I lived in Barcelona and I worked at an English um, theatre company. And I just saw it on the shelf and the cover struck me. So I picked it up and I loved it. I loved each of the each of the ways that, that he lists in it are really, really good foundations for living better. And the first agreement is to be impeccable with your word. And I also looked at an article by Christina and I couldn't find her surname. And she does a blog called Aligned and Kind. And she's talking about this book and she's saying how being impeccable with your word is really important, but also to be impeccable with your thoughts. And I never thought of it like that. And that was a really big moment for me, like transformative where I was like, yeah, we should be impeccable with what we say to people and be impeccable with what we say to ourselves. So this means that saying what you mean and only what you desire, being impeccable with your word is speaking with integrity, honesty and truthfulness. And it's avoid using words to speak negatively of yourself and definitely avoiding gossip. Gossip is basically the foundations of my Irish existence. (laughs) I can only connect to certain members of my family through gossip. Yeah. So without it, I don't know what I do. No, um, but gossip is not a good thing to do as the information you are passing on is not confirmed as true. Mm -hmm. And therefore you are not being impeccable with your words, but you're using your words to create chaos and drama Mm. if everyone was impeccable with their word then perhaps the sun and the daily mail wouldn't exist (laughs) what would we do on this podcast with and the world might be a better place Uh, politicians would tell the Mm. truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth and make sure that they weren't wasting money on giving their mates money for schemes which never actually come to fruition hashtag track and trace (laughs) (laughs) if everyone was impeccable with their word they might not feel so guilty all the time being impeccable with your word doesn't mean floating around like a hippy dippy balloon going hi I love your top you are amazing (laughs) but it means you know you might engage in truthful dialogues and as a result are able to build stronger relationships it doesn't mean hurting people's feelings so for example if someone says do you like my new hair and they've got a new haircut and you say to them, no, because that's the truth. You're being impeccable with your word. That might hurt their feelings. Yeah. So what's the truth of the situation? You care about this person. You know, you care about their feelings. Actually, you're just looking at their hair in a surface way. You're not actually looking, looking. So you look beyond your own opinions and you look at them and what the hair's doing for them. And you might notice, actually, it brings out their eyes really nicely. Um, I don't like it. Maybe it's a bit short for my taste, but actually it really suits their cheek structure your response becomes something more positive and it's not cruel and it's not nasty. And you've also interrogated your own self on how to respond to that. It's not actually a lie saying, oh, it brings out your eyes. It's actually the truth, but it's a more thoughtful truth because Mm. you look beyond the gossip in your own head. So I really believe that we should be impeccable with our words and our thoughts. Nice. Do you think, is it kind of along the same lines or is it kind of completely opposite to, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm. It's not... Like you just said, like if you're such a like if you're smiling and you're going, oh, you're such a bitch, and you're smiling, it's like, oh, you know, you're you're being jestful. I guess I I guess I was just thinking about the hair thing because it's like, so like let's say you got a haircut, I didn't like it, I'd be like, no, I think it's complete opposite of what you're saying because I might be like, I did like the hair example though because that it just made me feel like (laughs) I like the way you said it. It was like a wizard because you go, you think you didn't like the hair. But then you realize on a deeper level, you love it. <laughs> I thought it was great because it was a bit like a sort of hippie mafia. Like, yeah. <laughs> I remember my housemate in London, I lived in a shared house with six people. And there was one guy who was just so lovely, but he was from Bulgaria. And he told me his uncle was in the Bulgarian mafia. And I said, oh, how does that work? Now I'm going to do a terrible accent here. So if any Bulgarian You've done listeners, this guy before. Yeah, you have. Have yeah, I? Yeah. Have I told you? Have I told you about this in the show? Yeah, yeah. You've told us this story when he's um he's really nice and real. He's really kind. Yeah, but he was saying about his uncle that basically he they would go to people's businesses and be like, oh, do you need insurance from we do like fire prevention? Yeah, and they'd be like, oh, well, we don't really have a problem with fire, and they're like, we need to give us money yeah. or you're gonna have a problem with yeah. fire. And that is, I feel, the hippy dippy version of that. It's like you think you think something that's not nice. 
but you're wrong. You've thought about it more deeply. You love their hair. And I just loved it. There was such a confidence to it. <laughs> I I don't know why, but I immediately, Fleabag just immediately came to mind when her sister got that terrible the haircut. haircut. Yeah. The pencil haircut. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. I just thought, well, how would someone tell her that her hair looks nice? But then the guy that she was into... He's, not married to, but into. He thought it was beautiful. He's like, oh, your hair looks so great. The guy that's called the same name yeah. as her. Yes. Claire. They Claire. Name Claire. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I thought of when you, when you, when you talked about that. I was like, amazing. Awesome. I like that. It's being careful. It's being precise with what you're saying. Thoughtful about what you're saying, essentially, right? Yeah, you are being thoughtful. I think being Im- impeccable with your word and your thoughts definitely yeah thoughtful because um what you're thinking is you're like going oh is that healthy for me like you know when you just look in the mirror and you're just like oh I've got this I've got that I've got this it's like bye step away from the mirror it's time to walk away from the mirror be impeccable Mirrors are with bad. your thoughts or look in the mirror and look at what's there the good Aww. stuff do 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 I just decided that's because when the- a baby looks at, <laughs> when a baby looks in the mirror a tiny little baby they laugh yeah. You take that mirror away, they cry. You put that mirror back, they laugh again. Why do you get to adulthood and you put the mirror in front of you and you cry, you take it away and you laugh? It's like the opposite. It's because the world <laughs> has beaten us down, Kaylee. That's yeah. why. Oh, okay. Thank you, Kaylee. Amazing. Okay. So for my second and final top tip for surviving life, again, I kind of thought about it kind of right now, but I think this is a good tip for any time. And again, this came to me like 10 minutes because it was kind of hectic in my house about 10 minutes before we started recording. And it is to just breathe. <sighs> if you're getting mad about something. I don't think that was breathing. That was sighing. That was markable sighing, but <laughs> I liked was, it. That was breathing. Just breathe. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Why breathing, Molly? Point. Imagine if you were in a lift point. with someone and they breathed like that. I'd be like, you all right? Do the paper bag? What's happening? What? I'm sorry. Do you, do you disagree with my top tip? No, I love it. I just I just really enjoyed the breathing. <laughs> you breathed you breathed like a sex pest. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> like an anonymous caller, Molly. No, it's a, it's a. Okay, fine. Just sigh. How about that? Is that better? Okay, just like sigh. That? Just sigh. I like breathe it. in, it's breathe specific. out, sigh. How about that? <laughs> but we need to go back to the breathing because I have a breathing exercise that I reached, I researched. So we're gonna have to stick with that too. Okay. Is it a breathing okay. exercise or a sighing exercise? <laughs> Okay, I Sorry, think I'm going to give myself some points right now. We're going back to the point. You win this episode. Tell us about your breathing. Well, now I... Okay, fine. Okay, so breathing or sighing decreases stress and increases calm. I hate you so much, Daisy. I hate you so much. You're oh, laughing. No. You're laughing. You're laughing at I'm, me. I'm being supportive. Okay. So breathing and breathe and sighing decreases stress, increases calm, which I think we all need right now. It relieves pain, you know, from looking in the mirror so much. You can just breathe and relieve that pain. It stimulates pain of me looking in the mirror. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. Well, I mean, no, not you. Kaylee was just talking about how we look at the mirror. This is not going well. I know, well. I know. Stimulates the lymphatic system. Look at me saying those big words. That's good. Therefore, that detoxes the body. It improves immunity once again, which is something we all need to be doing right now. It increases energy. It lowers blood pressure. I almost said blood sugar, but maybe it does that too. Improves digestion. That would be nice. And helps support correct posture. And so now, ladies, we are going to do a breathing exercise on the podcast. I mean, can I just say Breathing exercises, just podcast gold. <laughs> they were tuning in right at this moment. I think it's a tantric sort of yeah. podcast. Yeah. I don't I don't want to throw stones, but I'm not convinced you've thought this through, Molly. But okay, let's no, do a listen, breathing exercise. You haven't listened to it yet. Okay, so it's the right. four, seven, eight breathe breath relaxation exercise. Okay, so this is what we do. I'm gonna tell you the steps and then we'll do it together. Okay. So steps. Exhale completely through your mouth, making a whoosh sound. Next, 
I'm going to go through it and then we'll do it together. Close your mouth and inhale quietly through your nose to a mental count of four. I will count for us. Hold your breath for a count of seven. That way there's no dead air. I'll be doing these counting. Exhale completely through your mouth, making a I'm whoosh remember sound. This, Molly. What? I'm not going to remember it. Molly, I'm, I'm not sure this has the entertainment value for the listener that you think it does. Okay, but, but I think... I think it's a lovely us. concept, Molly, but I, I, I mean, I'll do it. I'm like, hey, it's your tip. Okay, okay how about let's this? Do it. I want to I want to hear you both make a whoosh sound. Exhale completely. Whoosh. I think Kaylee's was better. Whoosh. 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 Talking about some sex noises over there. (laughs) Okay, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with my top tip. Just breathe. Be kind. That's it. Just breathe. Just breathe. Just inhale, exhale. Take a moment when you get when you get frustrated, like right now. I'm breathing. Oh, <laughs> just breathe. Everything. Take that moment. Your tip was so zen, but you were getting so tormented at the same time. It was really beautiful to listen to. Well, you know what? I'm breathing, and I'm doing my breathing and exhaling, inhaling exercises. Whoosh. I'm fine with it. See, doesn't mm-hmm. that feel nice? Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> Kaylee, it's honest to God, it's so you're a professional comic. It's so childish, but I just I like. Do you want it for your gig that you do? Yeah, Yeah. just throw it in if it's not going well. You could just pretend that you've got bad comedy. I pay for that. Sure. I mean, the thing is, I think that's a joke that only works once, and then you know people are gonna they'll see it. Yeah, but Kaylee just did it twice, Mm. so. And it was funny, to be fair. So, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it killed. But it is me, and I've just got funny bones in it. Yeah. So what can you do? It's true. Absolutely true. <sighs> she breathed. She sighed. So we've done it, guys. How to survive your life. Two tips from each of us. Who's did yeah. you like the most? Let us know on Twitter. Do we have? Do we get to pick a winner? Sure. Okay. My vote. Is for oh no wait 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 should wait. we write it down? My vote is for Molly and her breathing whoosh exercise. My vote was gonna be for Kaylee, but now she's <laughs> fucked me over by voting for Molly. My vote is now for Molly. Molly, you win. You've won your first episode. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Daisy, really always did. be impeccable with your words, and I'll be impeccable just, with your just words. Because, honestly, I'm... just because I voted Molly <laughs> doesn't mean you can't vote me. Be kind and be doubly kind. I was just going to say, if Kaylee voted for me I, I, and then Daisy voted for Kaylee, I was actually going to vote for Daisy's <gasps> mental health one. That means it would have been a tie. That means no one would have won. I don't want it to be a tie. I want Molly to win. I mean, I've changed my that. mind. I thought about it impeccably and I changed good, my mind. Good. Well, at least you thought about it impeccably. <laughs> I did because I thought your tips were very good as well. I just, um, Molly, well done. It's your first Thanks. Win. Thanks, guys. Thank you. I, feel I mean, it was it. a really awful top tip. You were going to get us to do breathing exercises on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> off because the thing is <laughs> if people would just breathe right, Molly, right now do your breathing I didn't do breathe. your breathing I just reacted <laughs> but <sighs> I feel good now my hands See? are my favorite moment in this whole series Absolutely. breathing exercises on a podcast well you know what yeah. we'll never know <laughs> I think there would have been noises I think th- I was gonna lead us th- I was gonna narrate it and count so we'll never know. It was ambitious. Do you mean it was ambitious? That's, that's it what was, we that's, say. That's what I'm trying to do here, guys. I'm ambitious for our podcast. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. somebody's got to be. Anyway. <laughs> Sassy. Series finale. She's won. You know. But before we say goodbye to season one, we've got a score to settle. Ladies, who do you think survived season one who do you think won the most episodes i think if we're looking at it morally just on skill and ability general loveliness i'm gonna obviously it's me but if we're looking at the actual points then it's probably daisy (laughs) okay actually i have lost count over this no i think i think i should win but you will win okay well after tallying it up many 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 minutes i discovered that the winner of season one 
of how to survive your life is both of you. You tied eight to eight. No, we didn't. No, no we didn't. We're That's, That's yeah. so funny. It's not funny. Everyone lost. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you that I love drawers? I think they're so good and fair, and not just drawers in the house that you pull out your knickers from. Or uh, Daisy is rolling her eyes for those that can't see. I love that for the benefit of the tape. Daisy is, <laughs> you know, exuberantly rolling eyes. But my dad, he always bets Celtic to win 5 0. Uh-huh. Um, this is what I know of him from the last time I saw him, which was when I was 10. Um, so he always <laughs> basically bet Jim that Celtic lived in personal tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> he would always he would always go, I if Celtic do not, it means they're shit. And he would get so angry when Celtic drew with especially Rangers. And I was like, but a draw's better than a loss. And he's like, no, I'd rather lose than draw. I'm with your dad. But I would rather draw. I think I think I'd rather have lost. I'd have taken the loss better. Well, okay. Well, you have been listening to How to Survive Your Life. This is the end of Series 1. Thank you for all of you who've listened so far. If you could please share, tag your friends. We will be back in a couple of weeks' time with the uh, Season 2, where we will again be giving you life on How to Survive Your Life, inspired by the news. I have been Daisy Earl. You've been listening to Kaylee Cassie and Morley Merwin. We are comedians. You can find us online. You can find our own stuff, and you can Follow us at How to Survive Your Life Pod. Thank you very much. Music by Jazar. Kaylee, do your noise. Well done. <laughs> Be music by Jazar.